welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Um, joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Um, Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm just, I'm just giggling to myself. You know, just, <laughs> that, that, there's that, never that's a dull my, that's, moment. That's my excited giggle. Yeah, that, yeah, and I'm sort of. It's the Giro. Yeah, I'm, it's the Giro. And there's a couple of funny things, and I'm, I'm, you know, I might have a laugh at your expense. We'll see how this thing goes. Stage four of the Giro yesterday <laughs> happened. Uh, first of all, I'm waving the flag. Uh, yeah, French winner by about that much, which is about the length of an L. Yeah. Uh, Arnaud Demar won a second stage in the Giro overall of his life. Um, and then, yeah, in front of Peter Sagan, second again. Sagan. I mean, he, he's he got to hold, more importantly, Sagan, I think, is clinching the world record for the most second places. Well, there's Pudidor, uh, and I think <laughs> there's <true>. Sagan. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, firstly, you spot on Demar. Sensational. His 11th win for the season, by the way, for the season. Think yeah. about it. Lockdown, everything. He, he had an amazing post-lockdown. Yes. Yeah. Incredible. 5th of August, he won Milan-Torino. Yeah. I think uh, Caleb Ewan was in the mix on that occasion. That was one of the first races back. And he's had more wins than anyone else this year. So, and he missed the Tour de France. Yeah. He didn't get selected. Yeah. So he, he he's quality, isn't he? Absolutely. He's and then uh, overall, he's won two stages in uh, the Tour de France and he just equaled his record here at the Giro with two stages now under his belt. Surprising he hasn't won more. Yeah, me To be me honest. Neither. Yeah. Like, I, I, even, even at the Tour, I thought he's, been very, he's won more. He's been very unlucky at the Tour. Mm. Uh, yeah. And also remember, he hasn't been selected for the last couple of years because FDJ have been putting all their money in one bank and one bag is the Pinot bag. And, and, and on that, you know, it's whatever, we're digressing a bit here, getting off the subject. but It's not like we usually do. No, no. <laughs> but you did make a good point. They probably should select him in future. It's actually Kino that made that point. Was it? Uh, that, it's a, that it's a chat, yeah, it's a chat I had with Kino. And yeah. he was, at the time of the Tour de France, he could not understand why FDJ didn't bring Demar because he could actually, he's in form, yep. top, shop, uh, top shape. He could uh, help winning stages, definitely. And he could help, uh, he could have helped Pino in the flat stages, crosswinds, cross and so yeah. on. Yeah. Um, of course, Pino wasn't in the best shape of his life at the Tour de France, so in the end, it would not yeah, have It would worked. have been good for Demar to be there. But yeah. They could have come back with some wins. But yeah, you're mm. right. He has. I was surprised to know that he only has two wins at the Tour de France mm. stages. And incidentally, that stage last night, there's plenty actually unfolded and to Ooh, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but he got over the climb. Not all the sprinters did. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was one of the only ones, that, if you take out the guys like Sagan and Matthews, because yeah. it was Sagan's team, Bora Hansgrohe, that put the smack down yeah. on that long climb. Um, and Gavidia. Um, how, how do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think how you said it. I, was, I thought, no, no, don't. He saw point. Don't push your luck, Mackenzie. Um, but Gavidia never got dropped, chased. How's this? Gavidia and his teammate Hodeg, they got dropped. They got within 30 seconds, mm-hmm. six kilometers to go, they finally cracked. So they chased the whole way across <laughs> the top, 
down to the finish and just could not get there. And they, in the end, six Ks, they threw the arms in the air. Uh-huh. Um, Viviani got dropped. He got back on. Yep. He had a reasonably good ride. But um, Demar, he stayed with him, won the sprint. Be- before before we talk about Helicopter Gate, because that's, yes. uh, of course, yes. Helicopter Gate to talk about it. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm giggling about, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, uh, the sprint itself, um, describe to us how it went, because someone went at the front, which was in the lead for Demar, and all of a sudden, was few meters away from the main pack and just went for it. Yes, yes. So they were coming on the run in. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, a super, super organised sort of trains from either teams. But Groupama sort of seemed to have, you know, wrestled a bit of control. And it was Miles Scottson, the Aussie for that team. He uh-huh. came sort of flying through the corner. It was just under a kilometre to go, I think, and or it might have been just outside the kilometre to go. Made the left hand turn. He had a teammate on the front. He gapped his teammate through the corner by a long way, and it looked like the teammate then has sort of anchored the brakes a bit mm-hmm. and probably gestured either through the radio or yelled, go. Scottson's he's got some horsepower, and he's a bit of a time trial specialist. So he's gassed it, and for a split second you thought, hang on. He's going to do this. He's going to do this. Yeah. He's going to, you know, it wasn't much. He just, he didn't get that extra sort of 30, 40 metres, and they were going quick. But but if you didn't see that section after that, you would have thought, gee, hang on, this is a, you know, shouldn't he be waiting to mm-hmm. try and help Demar? But I think it was actually orchestrated really well because then Consoni had to jump early and do a, a, an early lead out he for Viviani. He certainly created Avoc yeah. in that regularity, which mm. is interesting enough because we know Demar is one of the guys that just needs that routine. Mm. He needs that train with so many riders and it's a bit harder for him. To, for him. Or maybe it's changed in, in this post-COVID area and yep. that's, that's translating well, on the like winds. yesterday, yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's, he was known for that, but today, like yesterday was not a traditional sprint. No, and uh, Michael Matthews was—he was off the mark a bit, actually. Look, not his not his perfect sprint, but he was off the mark a bit. I think he was in eighth place. So, Michael still searching for his um, his first victory at this Giro d'Italia. Well, Michael Matthews, and uh, it's been a surprise. Michael Matthews and Sagan as well. I really thought they would be my two picks. Well, uh, Sagan to be honest, came but, close. Yeah. He was like, well, as he yeah. said, a fingernail. Come on, jeez, <laughs> you've been a bit, little bit critical. Yes, but yes, but you said again, Bora really did the hard, the hard work, the hard leg. Yeah, and then the end of the at the end of the day, they walk back into the bus. Sakan is number two. Yeah, tail between the legs. It's 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 been a tale of twenty twenty, hasn't it, for Peter Sagan? So. Yeah, but that's what you got to do. You yeah. got to you got to keep you got to you don't give up. You don't throw the towel in. And we know Sagan and his team would never do that. So you know you, you don't always get the chocolates. And there's only one other. It's only one rider gets the chocolates each day. So Sagan, yeah, he's the first loser, but he's better than everyone else in the in the race. So uh, apart from Demar, obviously. Yeah. So you know he's he's still riding well, isn't he? So so far this uh, Giro d'Italia. Uh have given us a lot of entertainment and then cue the helicopters. Yes. Tell us what happened with the helicopters. Well, we haven't seen, we didn't see the vision. The, the cameras didn't capture it. And what, and, I, and I've looked on social media, we've sort of seen a little bit of the aftermath, but apparently and allegedly the helicopter, the Rai television helicopter came a little bit too close and just as the riders were getting to a barrier, they'd just sort of been dagged off the peloton, mm-hmm. a group. So they were rolling in to the finish line and the helicopter has blown the barriers over. That's allegedly. And it's caused 
riders to crash. Um, one major one, Luke uh, Wackerman, an Italian riding for one of the smaller Italian teams. Uh, he's fractured his nose, apparently, and concussion. I've seen a picture of him in the hospital bed. He looks beat up. Looks <laughs> like we, he's... we don't know if he's going to start tonight or no, not. No, we don't we know. Don't... So, yeah, so there's, you know, and then obviously what you see then in the aftermath of that are riders then putting their displeasure on, on, yeah. on social media. And fair enough, I'm, you know, they, 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 they want to sort of voice their opinion. So then it, what it does, it brings us back to the age-old argument that's been going on, and I'm sounding like a broken record, but I'm not going to apologise <laughs> either for this, obviously, is, you know, rider safety, you know, riders' voices being heard correctly. Now, this incident here, I, I, in my opinion, is, you know, well, we haven't seen it, but accidents happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to jump up up and down every single time and, and blast the UCI or blast RCS or ASO or the race organisers. But it's just interesting when you read some of the comments. And Brent Bookwalter, who rides for Mitchell and Scott, he's a, he's a board member of the North American Pro Cycling okay. sort of Association. Yeah. So he's got a bit of a voice. Um, so he was pretty outspoken. He puts the blame on RCS in, you know, um, to sort of paraphrase what he's saying. He's like, well, basically... They run the race. They're the race organisers and they are there. It is their duty to protect us. Um, you know, we see it time and time again, and this is, quote, Brent Bookwalter. It's easy to just pass the buck and put the blame on someone else, but at the end of the day, this is the jitter to tell you. It's run by RCS and the helicopter is there covering their race. If they don't have any control and if the helicopter crew isn't accountable to them, then who are they accountable to? But do we know, because we don't know who's made a mistake, but yeah. surely when, I'm not a pilot, I'm not, uh, but surely there's a flight path. And yes. surely that flight path was probably respected or wasn't it? Well, like, you'd imagine... And again, I don't know either. But within the finish line yeah. area and air space, they'd be able to move, you know, and then it's up to the pilot to obviously, you know, a pilot is a professional pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no amateurs in there. They know how close they can and can't get to certain areas. But this isn't the first time. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not complaining. Well, the Jewels got a bit of a history with helicopters. This is the bit I'm giggling about because, geez, you tell you what, you got a long memory. Well, you, when you're I get, you're when, a little bit scarred. When I get scarred, when it comes to Fignon, I get scarred. I yeah. think, okay, I'll tell you what it is. Fignon's, he, bloody rest his soul. Yeah. And I say that really, he, he was, you know, he, he, tragically, he passed away, what, he was 50. Yeah. But rest in peace because. He had a, the 89, we joke about that, but the Giro won, and you have every right. Tell us the story. So the story is that uh, Fignon allegedly complained uh, that the TV coverage helicopter at the time, from Rai, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, was sort of filming Francesco Moser from the back, <laughs> pushing him a little bit, him and then filming Fignon, <laughs> and fing, filming Fignon from the front, yeah. uh, sort of in a, in, a, in a time trial. And then, of course, we've got this idea, this this thing about the uh, the tunnel where Moser just yeah. went out and yes. came out with a minute I've I've quicker. read, there's a long, long article. I'm not sure if I've told you this previously, no. and I cannot remember where this article is. And to, to all our listeners, just to let you know, I'm not an avid reader of cycling websites. I read them to get information that for, for the work that we do mm-hmm. here. I, I love I love this sport, and so I don't need to justify that. But I don't buy cycling magazines. I'm not, and not not because I don't think they're good. It's just not my style of, you know. It's it, it's. But I did find this article anyway, 
and it is brilliant and it goes in so much depth so i'm going to, i'll find it for yeah, please. you yeah and because I've, I've always heard the urban myths about the one through the tunnel yeah you know finion was up by 30 seconds as they entered the tunnel it was a kilometer long <laughs> moser came out the other side one minute in the clear yeah. <laughs> and it is yeah there's been too many stories to say no 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 this isn't yeah this isn't French fans or, or commentators or Fignon. But Fignon was complaining about oh, the yeah. helicopter. Oh, yeah, helicopter yeah. It was a, pushing him from the front and pushing him from the back. Yeah, I think, you know, 30 years later, it was a pretty clear injustice, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Fignon. so history about the helicopters <laughs> at the, the Giro goes on. You've got to love this sport, don't you? <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'm not trying to make a joke at poor old Luca Wackham and the guy who crashed, so let's hope he makes it back in the yeah. race. But... Uh, it's a mess. But but it, it tells you, and we're not dicing on the Giro or, or whatever. But <laughs> well, we are. But do, anyway. do you sign a waiver when you enter the Giro that anything can happen <laughs> and no one is responsible? Hey, and, and do they I'm blame laughing. God? Do I've blame? done one. I've done one, and it was you know years ago, two thousand. But I mean, can you imagine even back then? Yeah. And the stories we heard in two thousand. <laughs> can I? Can I just go, tell go you one it. little story? I'm in the tour village before the start, getting ready. We're like, okay, 15 minutes to start. Next minute, one of the Australian, uh, it wasn't our director at the time, but Neil Stevens came running in. And there's about 10 riders hanging around. He goes, hey, guys, started. you might be enjoying your coffee, but the race is leaving without you. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not kidding. So we're all like, what? And we thought he's joking. And he's like, I'm serious. So we've panicked. We've all like thrown out, well, some of us didn't, we didn't have to wear helmets then, but thrown our helmets on, whatever. Jumped on the bike. The new, they're in the neutral zone. They're gone. The race is gone. <laughs> 15 and, minutes early. Yeah, yeah. And by the time I actually got to the back of the peloton, the flag came in and it went full gas. <laughs> and we went straight up a climb. All those little Colombians were attacking like, you know, madmen up this climb. It was crazy, and that was that was the Giro de Tella. I reckon. I reckon do you remember? You remember if you had to sign a waiver, like anything oh, can happen in this no, place. No, 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 that didn't even exist. It was <laughs> like you, go, you, 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 you just wanted to be in the race, and you you waive any of your rights just by um, signing up to the race. So, but, but it's if, if we talk about and just to conclude on, on those barriers, any uh, things happen. We remember uh, this inflatable. Banner that at the Tour de France, the Tour de France that yep. dropped on the eighth. Yep, when like things happen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, look, Brent Bookwalders, he, he he look, he goes on to talk more about it, and he he starts to have a go at CPA, and and I'm with him. And the reason we do talk about these, and to be serious for a moment, and I won't shut up about it because I feel we have got to give the men and the women a voice, mm -hmm. and. Their voices will might be heard on print, and it's our duty to have their voices heard in outlets like this. And so, as a former writer and now someone who works in the sport, um, I won't shut up about you know the writers having a proper voice, yeah. a united voice. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what does that do to the GC? Not much. Same GC. Like the barriers. Or? Yeah, the barriers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to some cycling. I got I got the giggles. Today. It's funny. Um, no, well, actually, on the GC front, Almeida, he grabbed two seconds out on the road because he was on the same time as the stage winner on the previous day. So he said he was a little bit nervous. So after the climb, there was an intermediate sprint and he managed to he get for it. two seconds. Yeah, okay. He went for it. His teammate helped him out, and Ballerini, I think it was. And so he grabbed two seconds. So he's now 
leaves leads the overall by two seconds for okay, a cool. quick step. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. other than that, not much change. And Ballerini finished third. He's got to be said he finished third of that race. on the stage. On the stage, yeah. Yeah, yesterday. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, we've got to say sorry. We we should say this straight off the bat. Garrett Thomas did not start exactly. the stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the that's the other big news from yeah. uh, from this is uh, Garrett Thomas uh, pelvis. Yeah, fractured, fractured pelvis. And he rode the whole stage with a fractured pelvis. I was going to say, if you think your sport is tough, yeah. if you've just tuned in and you're a bit of an avid sports fan and you're listening, the guy rode 150 kilometers with a fractured pelvis. Yeah. No, knowing, knowing he was in pain. Yeah. And trying to, to just push on. Did and you by see, the way... Did you see the footage? Oh, sorry, but did yeah. you see the footage of him straight after the the, the race? No. He, he comes out of the of the bike. Yeah. And he's trying to go into the uh, the bus, to just walk into the bus. And just... And someone helps him up. He just He just can't lift his, so his he's, legs. Yeah. He's in serious pain. Like. Yeah, no, not good. It's a real shame. It's a shame for the race. And... It just ain't the year for Ineos. Absolutely. The world's biggest budget team. They are, they will not win a Grand Tour this year, I well, don't think. What about the Vuelta? Let's talk again about the Vuelta yeah. and, and assume once and for all the Vuelta is going ahead and, yep. and, and unless it changes. But um, Vuelta, Chris Froome is lined up for the Vuelta. Of course, they can't bring G to help him now. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do they bring and can they actually, or are they bringing Bernal to actually trying to secure this win that they more than any other year they need a grant has it been a year where Sky hasn't won the well, grant it'll, when was it the last been, time it's going to be what seven eight years yeah uh, just off the top of my head it's it has to be if they don't yeah I don't think Froome can win the world no, exactly yeah so are they changing their and from leaving at the end of the year anyway mm. Mm. could Ineos being in an urge to go we have to change the roster yeah, from is here, no problem, but the focus is going to be somewhere else because yeah. we 100% need that win. Remember the budget they've got. Yeah the, mo- yeah, the money that's been invested. Totally, totally. They need something. Yeah, totally, totally. And, How do and they save the year? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Does Carapaz go to the Vuelta? I'd think he might. He was in great shape at the Tour. Yeah. Like he won that st- – uh, sorry, he didn't win the stage. He um, Kwiatkowski won the stage when they yeah. break away, but he'd been in the break three days in a row on that occasion. Yeah. So – He's in good shape. He had a pretty good Worlds as well. Yeah. Um, you, so, you wonder, don't you? I think it's just worth having the question up in the air. Yeah. Of saying, you know what, Ineos, are they, or keep an eye on it, are they changing the roster? Can they change the roster? Yeah. Where can they change the roster to? A- do they, and do they risk, I don't know if they should risk Bernal if he's still getting his body right. Because remember, the Vuelta finishes quite late. Yeah. And then he's got to get ready for the tour yeah. next year, yeah. assuming you know he's so, the number one man. Yeah. So the, the the gap is not enough for. Well, it's enough, but when you when you're coming off an injury and you're trying to get your body right, mm-hmm. if I was team owner, and although we've got the biggest budget in the world, unless I'm getting pressure off the the people who are paying the money, I'd say no, no, we're going to leave Egan at home. We're going to let him. We're going to get him right. We're going to get his body right. If his body's right and he wants to race, all that, great. Fine, but it's, in, it's interesting how the wind changes very quickly, though, because yes. someone like Bryceford was top of the world, won yep. everything. You know, he's got he's basically dictating cycling and how do you win a Grand Tour, how you win races. Yeah, and then this year is is coming a bit unfold. And then I'm not saying there's questions about the role of Bryceford in at Ineos, but it must be something brewing where they go. We got to win something. Well, one one year, I think you can 
Mm-hmm. They can co- and they've zero, had bad with luck. zero win one year with uh, well that, with zero no grand tour wins zero gone to wins not not they, remember they've won they won stages or they won a stage at least at the tour and it yeah. was a monumental yeah one. but when you're in Eos yeah you, it's true you they've the got jersey. to win more they've got to win more but I think you're allowed one year of grace of of you know mm-hmm. but after this year but we so. we both agree but we both agree that there will be added pressure on Ineos for the Vuelta now yeah or not do you think yeah oh, totally. And and the pressure will come from the press. Yeah. But do they? You know, does that pressure translate down to them? And ultimately, the only pressure they'll care about is the ones they put on themselves or their sponsors are putting on them. Mm-hmm. That is the only pressure. They won't care about. They'll care about what Christoph Malay and Dave Macker have to say. <laughs> but outside of that, they won't care. No. Well, they know it's an award-winning podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, no, but let's watch his space because yeah. it is an interesting Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Uh, what's interesting as well is the stage tonight on the Giro as well. Yes. Uh, because uh, it is, a, you know, on paper, it already looks strange. It, it is. Can I just, sorry, can I just wind back a bit on off yesterday as we go yeah. into today? Peter Weening from Trek, formerly Mitchell and Scott, he crashed as well. Okay. Water bottle. Again. A, yeah. yeah, it was a water bottle. Hit the deck hard. He looked concussed. They said he's just abrasions. He's going to be okay. So, but now there's this whole discussion about bottle cages. Bottle, there should are, be better bottle cages. Are they safe enough? Oh, jeepers. Come on, give me a break, people. <laughs> there's articles. There's Everyone's an expert on what water, you know. I mean, what sort of, what are we, what are we here? I'm sure there's a startup that's Do going we, to come up with. We're going, we're, next minute, we're going to be putting foam barriers for 200 kilometers because we need the roads to be, mm-hmm. you know, come on. Come so on, you're people. not for safer, uh, but oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but gee, yeah. Come on. Anyway, all right. On to, I'll, I'll on to my... tonight. Uh, yeah. I said on paper that that stage looks interesting. It's 225 kilometers. That's so pretty long in in modern day Grand Tour mm-hmm. stages. Stage five, remember. So we're onto the mainland. So that's cool. Twenty. There's a 24 kilometer climb. That is long. Yeah. It top it tops out eleven kilometers from the finish. Well, okay. So it's not per se a mountain stage, but a twenty-four kilometer climb with a max gradient, mind you. This is what I've heard of twenty-four percent. It, so, it's only the max gradient. It doesn't go for long, mm-hmm. but it is twenty-four percent. There's some sixteen and eighteen percent pinches, and eleven kilometers to go. It okay. tops out. So, so I'm going to throw something in there. Uh, I think that the Giro, you know, because of the change of the start, uh, being from Hungary to Sicily, yeah, uh, the the stages have been modified. Do you think the organizers have made the start harder with some quirky mountain stage of 24 meter, 24 kilometers climb earlier on because they know that going into the third week. It might not be as brutal as it as we expect it to be because of the weather. So maybe the Stelvio, maybe all those yeah, will be closed be, anyway. Yeah, could be cancelled, yeah. Or, or the redirected well, to stage, stages. I think this stage was in the original. Okay. I haven't looked, but just based on the fact that it's stage five, yeah. I think the first three stages were hungry and then they were moving to the southern part of Italy. So I think this stage was part of it already. It's classic Giro though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We, we This is what we talked about in our <laughs> opening pod. You know, what do you expect from the Giro? Well, throw everything. everything in the air and see what happens. So, I mean, that's why we love it. They they just throw in curlies, don't they? So, so this who, is going to be a great stage. Tonight. Who wins a stage like this? 
because you have to go on top of 24 kilometers climb, yeah. but then it's downhill and then probably flat at the end. So I'd say an opportunist. I don't think a GC guy. I don't think. So I'm going to say an opportunist. Who that is? Yeah. Jeez, it's anyone guess. <laughs> Someone like um, Uli- again? Ciccone, uh Giulio Ciccone. Yeah. Remember that Italian guy, Trek? He's in the race. He was second on the stage to La Planche de Beaufy last year yep. to Dylan Tunz. He took the yellow. He took the yellow. Yeah. A guy like that. Okay. That's the sort of guy I think that maybe could, and you know, he's a he's a teammate of um, Nibali. Vincenzo Nibali, mm-hmm. so he could maybe jump away, you know, and it could unfold like that. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. But that's right. There's 20 or 30 of him in the yeah, race. Absolutely. Even yeah. more. Yeah. So it's going to be a good one. Okay. Yeah. Any other news? There's Yes, there is. There's a bit more there's controversy. There's a, yeah, a lot, actually. Yeah, there's a bit we're going to get through. And, and I've been ratting on a bit here today. So firstly, some some well, some well nice news. Um, sad, but it's nice. Gracie Alvin, she's yep. announced her retirement. retirement. One of Australia's great cyclists. Two-time national champ. I will never for forget. Mitchelton Scott, yeah, for Mitchelton Scott, right? Yeah, for Mitchelton Scott. So she's 31 years of age and more or less, she said through the lockdown period, it gave her a bit of time to think about, yep. I guess, her future. And she's decided the time is now. So she will finish the season. She's about to embark on the classics, which mm-hmm. she loves. And I will just say to you, Gracie Alvin, I will never forget 2017. I was on the finish line of Flanders and she was second by a whisker. Okay. She almost won Flanders. So... Great rider, great ambassador for the sport. And you know what else I love to see? A lot of her peers, and mostly the Aussie girls who've raced against her with her, mm-hmm. just some really lovely comments, wishing wishing her well and yep. saying what such a great teammate, role model. So good luck, Gracie, if you're listening. Absolutely. Uh, you've had a great career. And then, of course, controversy. Yes. So this one, I picked up on this sort of overnight and just I follow a lot of the women on social media. Mm-hmm. Lizzie Banks, an English cyclist. She rides for the Equipe Polaka, I think if that's the yeah. correct pronunciation, um, team. She won a stage of the Giro Rosa this year. And that's the same team of the young Kiwi cyclist that I've been raving about, Michaela Harvey, yeah. the 22-year-old real star. She was uh, she was fifth, I think, at the Giro Rosa. Mm-hmm. She was seventh in Flesh Wallone. She's had a fantastic season. Yeah. Anyway, there was a... I, I couldn't help but see this comment from Lizzie Banks saying, I'm angry with the article on cycling tips. I feel it's a misrepresentation of what has gone on within the team. Now, what has gone on within the team to try and shrink the story down a bit? Suddenly, they're requesting the bank guarantee to be released um, from the Swiss Federation and the UCI. The bank guarantee is put in place as a as a safety, safety net. Yeah, yeah, safety net. net in case teams get in trouble. But teams shouldn't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's the year 2020. Teams should not get into financial trouble because if they do, well, then who's overseeing and managing that process? Yep. The UCI and or the national federations. Mm-hmm. So something has gone wrong. So she has said the article is misrepresenting because her part that she's not happy about in 2015, 2016, a lot of writers, past writers from that team came out with bullying accusations, fat shaming some really, really nasty accusations. There was a code of ethics set up um, at the time, but the code of ethics didn't protect the writers' names in okay. anonymity. So a lot of the women withdrew their statements, apparently, allegedly. Mm-hmm. But that was five years ago. It's the same team manager. Okay. 
So Lizzie Banks has said he's fantastic. He's a great team leader. He's a great team manager. He's put so much work and effort into this team. Michaela Harvey, she has also come out and said, this is crazy. He's a great team manager. So there's something going on here. So and all I'm a, giving you is the what yeah, I've read here, not my own opinion. There's okay? a bit of a trial by uh, social media well, or something. Well, like, like yeah, this, but like, let's hear all sides. But when two women on the team are saying and vouching for this guy, yeah, I've sort of got to go, well, hang on a minute. You know, let's just take a step back. But the, the bit that I'm confused about or not too happy about is that they're filing for a bank guarantee. They yeah. had two sponsors pre-COVID. One was Katusha and one was Bigler. Okay. Two fairly Big. prominent. Yeah, yeah, and Katusha especially. They then pulled out when the lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. And whatever their reasons were, obviously due to the coronavirus, COVID-19. Paul Car, I believe he's a French um, clothing never, brand. You haven't I've heard never of heard of it? No, I've never heard of it. So I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. They've Since when they came in, they talked it up and said, We'll be, we're aiming for world tour level 2024. We've got massive plans. And suddenly now, yeah. So, okay. So, what? over to you, UCI. Over to you, over to you, Swiss Federation, because it's registered in Switzerland, I believe, the team. You know, this stuff just shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. It's 2020. It shouldn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And the Women's Association, which we spoke with Spratty about when we yeah. had her on during the Tour de France, I'm sure they'll look into this. I hope they do. And, and again, I'm well, talking about it because it needs to be discussed. Yeah, and and let's hope the riders are protected. Yeah, from exactly, anything on exactly. Because there's some, they've, had some they've, had a, they've actually had a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. They're ranked fourth in the world. Yeah, fourth in the world, and they're calling for the bank guarantee. Yeah, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's Watch absolutely crazy. Yeah. Watch this piece. Jeez, uh, I'm, buddy, I'm hot here. Yeah, I can see this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on fire. Jeez, I don't Any- know what it is. <laughs> Second coffee on the way in. Yeah, I think. probably anything else. Yeah. Uh, let I, me see. I know what the next racing is on SBS. It's a Paris Tour. We've got Paris, Paris oh, Tour on the 12th of October. Oh, damn. Message from the boss. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> Paris, Tour. Paris Tour. Paris Tour is a good race wow. because uh, wow. it's usually, I remember uh, Virenc, uh, when he came back, he had to prove himself uh, by the Domo Frit team at the time. Yeah. Uh, and they said, we give you just this shot for a few months and then see what you do. Yeah, and were were went you a fan on. of Virenc? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then I met on, him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, good. That's it. That we'll leave a, it at that. He's <laughs> that a different spot. <laughs> he's a character. He's a character. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can't, I didn't like him. I raced against him. I'm like, yeah, okay. I bleat nowhere at the league he was in. But I did see him in the peloton a few times. Yeah. I just didn't like him. I've met yeah. him. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I have got have, actually. I have got a snippet of news. Yep. Just another, another snippet of news. I tell you what. Just a shout out to some of these people on social media who absolutely live, breathe, eat, sleep cycling, mm-hmm. because they come up with some great stats. This was at Cafe Roubaix. So I'll just give a shout out to them. Days since last victory, Chris Froome, eight hundred and sixty-four days. 864. <laughs> he leads the tally, right? Sorry, Froomey. Don't mean to dish on you, but there, there yeah. it is. Dan Martin, 818. Tom Dumoulin, 802. Ooh. Days. Yeah. That's three years. Like, that's crazy, isn't it? Close to. Yeah, Not quite. But... Two and a half years. Yeah. Garrett Thomas, 801. Peter that... Sagan, 455. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phil Gilbert, 392. Viviani, 382. Since he... a whole year. Yeah. A sprinter. 
It's yeah. There you go. But he's saying for coffee this anyway. <laughs> oh, God, you're dishing out on your own French teams. That's right. Now. That's right. So uh, there you go. That's just a snippet to finish off. There you go. Some stats to finish off. Thank yep. you, Michael. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au/slash/cycling-central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer and the Zwift app and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.